We gotta thank our Patreon supporters. Matt J, Carson C, Claire G, Jacqueline M, James P, and Mike L. Please support our podcast at patreon.com slash whatremember. Supporting our podcast on Patreon gives you access to our Patreon-exclusive episodes. Labyrinth, Spaceballs, Men in Black, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Back to the Future. Bunch of good movies on there. Thank you so much for the support, and enjoy the show. Speaking of works of art... Ooh... You were waiting for the right segue, and you were like, this is the one. Let's hop on the segue and ride it off the cliff like the guy who invented the segue. Yeah. <laughs> that is one of the best stories. Isn't it? Is it, it's a, is it an urban legend? I think it's on the Wikipedia. Is it, is it being real? It's, yeah, I don't know if it was the inventor or if it was like the one of the executives mm-hmm. of the company or something. One of the, one of the guys one of the, was, that was in the room. Someone that was happened. high up in Segway definitely drove a Segway yeah. off the cliff. The guy that was working on the wheels or something. something some... Very crucial. The guy who was in charge of anti-cliff software. Was, he, he, and it was too late. Is anti-cliff software software that just keeps people named Cliff from using a Segway? Yeah. Yeah, well, did you think I meant the, the cliff they drove? That would have been, yeah, that's that, would, that would have been a little too on the nose, Brad. <laughs> that would have been too on the nose. My name is Bradley Jones. And I'm Andy Hubert. And this is not a movie review podcast, but a podcast. We're trying to remember what happened in a movie we haven't seen in a very, very, very long time. This is what we remember about Mission Impossible. Were there two or three bad guys in Home Alone? And who was that forgetful fish in Finding Nemo? Join us as we're watching films. See what we remember and what memories we killed. Let's start the show. Here we go. This is what we remember. Andy Moldenhauer isn't here. No, it's our first. Uh, our it's first, our first duo. First Durbla. The dynamic Uno. <laughs> but wait, that, that means just four. Me. That means four, though. The dynamic Quattro. <laughs> uh, the fantastic uh, Mr. two. Mr. Fantastic two. The, fan- the fantastic, fantastic two. The X Man and X Man. <laughs> <laughs> the two X Man. <laughs> Andy's too busy being on vacation. Could they be? And he couldn't be bothered to bring us. Yeah, and he hates Mission Impossible. He said that several times. Did he? Oh, right into our been faces. Perfect to have him on. He talks this about one. how how he how he hates it, and then he'll never listen to this episode. So it doesn't matter how much we badmouth him, because he'll never hear it. He's never going to listen to this one. That makes me sad inside. Going back, can can um, the X Men? If I just have two members, can I call myself the X Men still, or can I can I just be like one guy? If like all the X Men die and just like Wolverine's alive, is he, the, is he still X Men? I would think he's still part of the X-Men because you can you can claim that it's a big thing. No one needs to know how many there actually are. So how you many can be like, look, men are in the X-Men? I'm I'm part of the X-Men. And people are like, that sounds like a, a, there's more of them, so I better watch out. Speaking of X-Men, how about the cast of this movie? Of what? Of the, of the Mission, Mission Impossible? Impossible? Man, there's like a crazy bunch of people in yeah. here. Yeah. There's, jo- that, there's that one guy. Uh-huh. Uh, Tom, Tom Crumbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a bunch of beautiful foreign girls that never made any other movie other than this movie. Yeah, but that's they were true. great in this movie. Emilio is in this one. Mm-hmm. I think he's uncredited though. No, he's credited. I feel like I, I looked at. I feel like I looked at the IMDb for this. He's credited recently. He's gotta be. And it had the parentheses. He's got so much hype in front of him. This is like fresh off Mighty Ducks. Oh, he man. is the It Man. I don't know. Bre- Breakfast Club. I mean, that was a thing. And then he was in other movies, I'm sure. 
that I don't remember. Repo Man. He was in the the Ducks. He was in. I said that already. He was I was in thinking the, of he was new in, movies. He was in the Ducks too. Mm-hmm. And he, he had a cameo in Ducks Three, I think. Yeah. For like a half second, he shows right. up in the locker room, and gives him a pep talk, and then just walks away. It's like, hey guys, bye. And this is what we remember about the Mighty Ducks. So Coach Bombay <laughs> is trying to put together a team in order to find the knock list. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but uh, who else? Uh, Jean Renault mm-hmm. is in this. Jean Voight. Yeah, Jean Voight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames is so good. He's so good. He's like my favorite part of all the Mission Impossible yeah, movies. Yeah, he he was a treat in this in this film. Yep. I, 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 he probably did more movies, but this wasn't really like. This is the Ving Rhames we know and love, and we like, want from every movie. We've the seen most Ving Rhames I can think of are from this movie and so the subsequent Mission Impossibles and like the Dawn of the Dead remake. It's like that's like Vin, Ving Rhames just being Ving Rhames, and it's great. Is he related to Leanne Rhames, the country singer? <laughs> I mean, I, it sounds like they, they seem like they could be siblings. Even with just you, I'm gonna make the worst jokes possible. <laughs> I'm gonna find them. I'm gonna yank them out of you. Brad, I'm an enabler. It's never gonna end if you do this. Oh no. And then yeah, I so said the two really cute foreign girls that don't have any other movie credits that I can think of. There's, but they look like a lot of other people. I'm trying to remember the blonde lady. Yeah. I don't know who there's that a, is. And then there's John Voight's wife, right? Yeah. Well, I thought that was the blonde lady. Is there, there's probably a different blonde lady. Yeah. There's like this cute, um, skinnier girl that, okay. that's all about Ethan Hunt. And I keep on to, to call him Ethan Hawk, but that's not correct. <laughs> Hunks do... Hawk, wait. Ethan Hunks. Ooh. I did something there. I was going to say Hawks do hunt, but Ethan Hunt isn't not a hawk. Wow. Okay. He's not a hawk man, I don't think. Say that five times fast. I can't. I would explode. <laughs> <laughs> I would die in, a, in an inferno. Cool. Oh, we're uh, we're coming from the Main Art Theater in Royal Oak, Michigan. Yeah, it's This live. is another live show. You I probably, always get to say that. They could probably tell when they started listening, but... I'm also going to edit it, so this part's at the beginning, maybe. Oh, yeah, I mean, that would make sense, I guess. Maybe. So if you heard... Wait, it depends on... If you heard this at the beginning, and then I edited it. And if I didn't, then I did not edit it. And now you know. That's the magic of post-production. Post Malone. So So, John Voight is in an airplane. Yeah. At the beginning of the film. A cute stewardess lady comes over and then says something. Yeah, she gives him like a code phrase. Some sort of code. A code phrase. Did you order the banana shakes? Ooh. And he's like... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and that's, that's all. Because <laughs> no one in their right mind would eat a banana shake on, a, on an airplane. That's, the, that's my logic. Yeah, that sounds right. It's just not something you want to, you know, partake in. She slips him, like, a mission briefing. Mm-hmm. And it does, like, the, your mission, should you choose to accept it. Yes. The classic. Your mission, Jim, should you choose to accept it, is to obtain photographic proof of the theft, shadow Galitzin to his buyer, and apprehend them both already dispatched a team selected from your usual group. Sarah Davies is already undercover. Jack Harmon can hack into any security system. Hannah Williams will handle surveillance. Your wife, Claire, will cover transport. And Ethan Hunt will be your point man, as usual. Did you ever watch the TV show? I never watched the TV series. And I think his character is the character from the TV series. Like, it's supposed to be a continuation. Oh, really? I think so. Hmm. I, I don't really know. Were, like, were any of these... I'm guessing no, but were any of these cast members in the original series? I doubt it. It was in like their you know, mid-60s. I have no idea when this came out. I, don't even, I wouldn't even know what to think. If one came on TV and I didn't get to hear the theme song, I wouldn't be able to tell you what television show I was watching. <laughs> yeah. It would be Mission Impossible. So, the, he gets a mission, if he chooses to accept it, 
to do the to steal something. Yeah, is, it, is it? Are they stealing the necklace already, or is that something that Ethan Hunt wants to do later in the movie? No, that's like the whole movie is them stealing that list. Okay, basically. Does it start and right and forth? Does it start right here in the first mission that they get offered? Yes. Okay. So they have to like break into like an embassy or something to right. steal this list of CIA guys. But before that, there's a sting operation that the crew is already on, if I'm not mistaken. And they're trying to get some information out of a guy. They, and okay. Ethan Hawke is wearing one of his goofy grandpa face masks that's in every Mission Impossible movie. Yep. That makes him look like somebody else. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And they do, they set him up. There's a two-way mirror. It's almost they're in like a movie set, I think. Where it's kind of like a hotel, but they like did a lot of redecorating on the hotel to make it look like it was a real thing. But okay. it was just a sting operation. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. And then they just get out of there. And they get what they want out of the guy. Um, Ethan Hunt makes out with John Voight's wife because it's just part of the mission. Well, yeah, they yeah, talk about sure, that. part of the mission, Brad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mission Im Kiss Possible, Kim Possible. Mission Kiss Possible. Kim. Oh. Un- There's nothing there. I'm grasping at straws. You could do this all night. <laughs> I could grasp at every straw that we have. <laughs> no problem. Oh, man. So that's how we get introduced to, like, them successfully completing a mission and being a team. Yeah, being very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And everyone introduces their roles. Yep, so Emilio like, Estevez is probably, like, doing some sort of technical guy, thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't think Ving Rams is in this yet. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. Because he's he isn't even one of the agents. He's, like, an ex-agent. Oh, okay. That Ethan Hunt either worked a job or, like, knows of. Yeah. And recruits him to do... Yeah, after the, he gets, like, burned later. Mm-hmm. But we're, before we get to Like, that, burn though. notice? Burned? Oh, that's a good TV show. I'll watch that. <laughs> <laughs> is, that what, is that what you meant by you when you said burn? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, yeah, they, so they have to break into this embassy. There's, like, a party going on at the embassy, I think, that they're, yeah. while they're you know infiltrating what? it. This part of the movie always reminds me of True Lies. There's almost an oh. exact same scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger has to, like, break in and dance with a cute lady in order to get some sort of file or something from somebody. And in the same way, Ethan Hunt, who is the point man, yeah, that's his job, Yep, has to dance with one of his co-worker ladies in order to sneak his way up to the top of the building? At, at the very least, into another part of the building. Yeah, I, I mean that's like it's like a common Mission Impossible thing. Like I know he doesn't at least the the most recent one they did. He does like the exact same thing where he goes to like this big party. Mm. And I didn't see the very last one that just came out. I saw up one through four. Okay, but uh, not I, the fifth one. And Emilio Estevez is in the elevator. Yeah, he's, he's like he's like on top of the elevator. He's moving stuff like I think he's controlling it, moving it up and down because it's yes. locked. Like it doesn't. It's not supposed to go to the floor that it's like. So they go through a mission briefing. Everyone, they lay out down the game plan, what everyone's supposed to be doing, and we just watch it happen. But it all falls apart when something happens. Yeah, like, because uh, Emilio Estevez's thing is he's like tapped into the security cameras and the elevator system. So he's watching everything going on and he's controlling, yeah, where the elevator goes. He, like, elevator action? Oh, he's, yeah. He's responsible for the elevator action, like the classic 80s arcade game? <laughs> <laughs> but, but then suddenly 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 is he the first one to go yes oh my gosh it, this devastated me as a kid by the way okay so he was like my favorite character as soon as this movie started and yeah. I, got, I got way too attached in like the first five minutes i agreed 
And then the elevator just goes out of control. Yeah, there's a shot of him going up, like losing control of what's happening. He doesn't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. He looks up at the top of like the elevator. There's some like spikes coming down. Yeah. And right before he gets splatted, they cut. Yep. And so you just get the, like the, oh yeah, he's and you're definitely like, good And now. then you're watching the movie and be like, wait, but I paid money and I... The guy I wanted to see is not in the movie anymore. Can I get a so like, refund? This is where you could be like, well, okay, I can change the channel now. Like, I don't, don't, don't care anymore. Um, so yeah. they they're set, they get set up because this, there's a mole. Yes, there's well, a they mole. Don't, they don't know that yet, but they do figure yeah, that out. Yeah, there's a mole in the, MI, in the Mission Impossible Club. Is it called MI6? You were going to say that. Isn't that James Bond? No, it's, uh, the, it's IMF, the okay. Impossible Missions... Uh, fund, F- football team, f- f- yeah, uh, Fan- foundation franchise, falafel, falafel. I got it. It's falafel. That sounds right. I don't think. Uh, yeah, that, that definitely plan. that checks out. And so they so after he gets killed, basically Ethan's like, oh man, something's going wrong. So like he's like, all right, let's scrub it, and they all try to get out. Yeah. And do they get some of the what they were looking for, and like the rest of it's corrupted, or is I it think... all just? For nothing i don't know i think it, i want to say it's all for nothing but i know it later, could be all for nothing i think it is yeah or at least yeah at least they're cruising mm-hmm. but i think because john voight gets shot oh um well yeah but um not really shot though he comes back at the end of the yeah, film yeah it was a it was a double cross so we go through a couple of different scenes ethan hunt's trying to escape what's her face gets blown up in a car one that we yep and then john voight's wife is like behind um, a fence, like a, a fence, like other sides you can't get to them, and then she gets stabbed. Ooh. And it's like this really weird scene. Okay. Although she does come back later, too. Yes. It's, it's like. Pretty much everybody, everybody but Emilio gets but a second Emilio chance. Was in, life in on, on this. <laughs> gets a second chance in life on this film, yeah. And Ethan gets away, and I think he, like, he finds out that this whole thing was, yeah, like a setup trying to figure out who the mole was. Mm-hmm. But now because he survived and everyone else didn't. They, yeah. they assume he was the mole. And um, I don't think that's true. I'm pretty sure because then because that's why like that because then he calls like the other guy yeah. who was like the overall head of the Impossible Missions group. Okay. And is like, oh my god, everyone died, and they're like, well, they have wow, a- what a surprise, Mister Mole. And is he's really. I'm pretty sure because there's this part where they they where the mission fails and Ethan has to meet up in a, a restaurant. Or something, but I mean, like I say, he does it. He does go back to the Mission Impossible things right after, uh-huh. and tried to explain to them what happened. Yeah, well, he meets a contact, and the con- I thought the contact was like, we planned this, and everyone was supposed to die, and that we knew that it was the audience knows it was a setup. My team, my team is dead. Galison's gone. They knew we were coming, man. They knew we were coming, and the disc is gone. The disc is gone. Did you do you read me? The list is in the open. Listen, I read you. Yeah, yeah. Because there was another, there was another impossible mission, impossible team, at this one thing, and that were like they were basically observing his team. Okay, I don't remember that at all, but that sounds awesome. And when does he throw the gum at the aquarium? This is what I'm trying to lead you to. Oh man, I forgot that was even a thing. I, I remember, <laughs> the, I remember the gum at the end. I forgot about the aquarium, though, which yeah. is an amazing scene. So, in my memory, 
Ethan Hawke is supposed to meet up with. <laughs> yeah. I said it. All I said day. it. Didn't you I? Would say this That's like fine. That's okay. Ethan Hawke is there. I'd watch that Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise as Ethan Hawke in Mission Impossible as Ethan Hunt is meeting a contact at a restaurant to try to figure out what went wrong. The contact reveals that it was a setup and that he was in on it and all these things were happening because he has that one line about, I, you look upset, Mr. Hawk. <laughs> the, Mr. Hawk looks a little angry. Tony Hawk's in this? <laughs> Your feathers look molted, Mr. Hawk. Yeah. And he's like, you haven't seen my feathers molted. I can understand you're very upset. Kittredge, you've never seen me very upset. Um, exact line from the movie. I, so I think that is. I think if I'm going to do it correctly. I mean, it's like you yeah. haven't seen me angry. And then he turns into the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> oh, man. And then <laughs> he, he punches that guy, flies out of the building, kills Captain America, and the movie ends. And that's the Avengers. And that's the Avengers. <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't know. We should possible in the Avengers. Like their same movie. Um, I think in the restaurant is when they explain to him that they're like, so now we know you're the mole, so we can okay. take you out. And he looks around and realizes that like he's, this was like all set up to get to back, get him back in so they could take him out as the mole. Mm-hmm. And that's when he's all like gum, and he does the it's like red and blue gum that yeah. makes him and it blows you, up. You squish it together, and he blows up the aquarium and gets away. Mm-hmm. And, and was this gum that maybe Emilio invented and maybe like did it on the sly? Was this his like last thing that he was able to contribute on, on the team? The sweet, sweet gum. It might have been. I I know. I mean, because I, I think he's chewing gum, and it's like, yeah. don't don't whatever you do, don't chew it. <laughs> Something like that. He says, <laughs> don't combine those the the colors. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And so uh, there's a sweet scene where he just whips it at an aquarium. It blows up, floods the restaurant. And he's able to make his escape really cool. He does a Tom Cruise run, which I'm sure he does in the movie. Yes. It, it may even oh, be the yeah. first time he ever does it. The overhand is just booking it. Yeah, up, his hands are up high. Mm-hmm. His legs are going. He is running like a madman. And so he gets away and realizes that he's basically like you know persona non grata. Yeah. And he calls. There's up. also like a hit on him too. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there, the yeah, the agency puts out a thing saying like, hey, to all the other agencies like CIA and stuff, they're saying this guy's a bad guy, traitor. We need to take him out. Take take him take, take, take him, him down. down. Take him out. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that Ian Malcolm guy is just in a, you know, he's got a lot of Is Jeff Goldblum in this movie? Yeah. Um, so he has to recruit people from outside the organization in yes. order to help him to clear his name. So that's when we get to Ving Rhames, who is just the best all the time. Yes. Um, and he's he's like an ex-nerd, even though he's a humongous, awesome guy who yeah. should be doing more action stuff. Um, and Jean Renault, I think, is the other guy. Who's and like and what pilot. is, he's a pilot. Yeah, he's just a pilot. I don't know why they really needed just a pilot. I'm not sure either. I know he flies a helicopter at some point. Yeah. Is he, does he turn evil too, or is he a good yeah, guy? Yeah, you know, he's, he's, for, he's a double cross. Man, man. Yeah, I know. Ving Rhames is the only guy this guy can trust. Yeah, and he's just, he, you know. And I think there's a moment where one of the girls from the mission, the younger, cuter, skinnier brunette, She's not skinny. That's, I keep saying skinny. She's just skinnier than the other girl. That's the only way I can okay. identify her. All right. The other girl that isn't John Voight's wife shows up at the hotel because Ethan thinks she was dead, but she's yes. not. So now Ethan has some doubts about, like, maybe she is the mole. Right. Yeah. So he's also trying to find the, he's trying to find the real mole to clear his name mm-hmm. um, is his, his mission. Um, if he yeah. chooses to accept it. And he finds, yeah, he finds out that the one that was supposedly blown up in the car didn't get blown up in the car. Yep. Like, she got away just at the last second. Yeah, you see her going into the car and closing the door and it exploding. And he even says that. Like, I saw you do. I saw you die. 
And she's this all like, it. she's all like, you were on drugs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. So yeah, he. So I, at that point, I assume he thinks she's the mole. Yes, or it's in the back of his mind. But she's like, Ethan, it's impossible. How could I have been the mole? She, she whimper convinces him that she's not the mole. But I, so I think what, she uses her 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 feminine teardrops and and whimpery oh whimpery voice to to calm him down and realize that he's wrong. That sounds right. I think because she like he likes her too. Well, I mean, he's Ethan Hunt. He's of course he's gonna like her. Ethan Except that in the Hunt? later ones, he has like a wife. I guess. I don't uh, know who that in the was. third one, yeah, she gets kidnapped and they they fight together. It's pretty cool. And then they keep they referencing beat up Philip Seymour Hoffman in like four and five. They reference her again and again. Every time he's like, I had to leave my wife behind, and stares like wistfully into the distance, and then it like does like a whip zoom to is where he, she is. Is he always whispering? And- in the movie only when, only when he's talking about his wife my dead wife <laughs> she's you, not dead though she's i had to leave her she's over there she well, doesn't she know he's still alive if i didn't leave her she would have been my dead wife <laughs> maybe she's already dead I don't, I don't keep contact i she doesn't friend my facebook request she doesn't accept it i don't know oh man it's like we're right in the movie <laughs> so he is trying to get the knock list. Yes. Which so the stands for the non-operative coverts or something like that. Uh, non-official non-op- covers. Non-official covers, so, w- which would lead them to find them all. Well, so somehow maybe. No. So, so the idea, the the whole point of getting the list in the first place was the mole was supposed to get this list and sell it to somebody else. Uh huh. So he basically calls the somebody else and is like, "Hey, I'm the mole. I got your list," and poses oh. as the mole. To find out who the real mole is. Oh. So then I think he has to get the list, <laughs> which is now back at the CIA headquarters. And that's because that's when he gets Ving Rhames and they do the, the vents and the classic suspended from the ceiling thing. Yeah, so he needs them to help him get into this building. Yes. Does he, he sneaks around too, like on foot for a while, doesn't he? Probably. Does he, I don't does know he where mask he up again? He, I bet he masks up again. He masks up at least one more time, mm-hmm. but that, I think that's later. There's probably some cool stuff where he uses spy gear. Maybe he has like one of those fake filaments on his hand with the, with the fingerprint oh, on it or something yeah, like that. I bet it is. I don't remember what happens. Which well, ones? They also do like the. Movie, they also do one of the Ocean's Eleven style. Like I think he when he when he's explaining or Ving Rhames is explaining how secure this room is that they uh-huh. have like the 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 list in. Yeah. And so, so the room has like a temperature control on it. It like knows yep. when the temperature changes. It knows when the floor is touched. Yep. It knows it knows it's a sound thing. Yep. There's like ten different things that control the alarms in this room. And, and to get in you have to go through like a voice recognition, you have to go through and like when a the fingerprint alarm, scanner. And when the alarm goes off, the room like shuts down essentially. Yeah. So you you have to do it or else you're gonna be trapped in there. So it's it's you know it's a bit of a challenge. No 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 big deal for these guys though. Yeah, they're up for it. Um, but I don't know what each character brings to the table. I don't. Again, I don't know why they <laughs> John Renault. Maybe he just flies in there. Does, what does each character bring to the table? Thing rings. My question. Because he's like computer guy. He is computer guy. John Renault is maybe some sort of muscle on the ground. Maybe or maybe, maybe he's maybe doing he's like something. An, yeah, he's like an, or like a surveillance guy as yeah. well as a pilot. Is he up there in the vents with Tom, maybe? I think he is. Because Ving Rhames, I think, is like on the roof or something. Yeah. Because I think there's some moments where he like has yeah, to that's sneeze. Gotta be right. He like has to sneeze yep. and like almost drops the wire. Like yeah. there's things that happen. Yep. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> John Reno is in the vents with Ethan. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Ethan goes through. There's for some reason there's a vent directly in the like over the middle of this room. Mm-hmm. The only way to get in. And they the lower. One place they yeah, never they thought lower of. him in. The big scene in the movie. Oh man, it's, it's in the so trailers. Iconic. It's, it's the most. Like you, oh you gosh. see the shot of him falling and almost hitting the ground, and you're like, "That's a movie." It's like you have the this scenes, is a movie. You have like the ET on the bike in front of the moon, and then you have Mr. Impossible hanging mm-hmm. from the ceiling. That's the, and that's the two scenes and, that everyone knows. And Brendan Fraser drinking out of the slurping machine, and Encino Man. Those yeah, are the ones. That's, those are the ones. All, all those movies. <laughs> that's all there is. <laughs> so, but yeah, there's a part where Jean Reno has to sneeze and almost drops yeah. Ethan, and he's like right above the floor doing mm-hmm. this awesome balancing that I'm like Tom Cruise legit did. Yeah, well, <laughs> because t- he's t- Tom. Cruise. He does all of his own stunts. Yeah. He knows what's up. And balances. And then he, like, has to catch a drop of his own sweat. Yeah. At some point. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, it's a good thing I wasn't in there because I'd have been sweating all over that floor. In like, the sec- <laughs> You're sweating during this podcast. Yeah, he had, like, one drop. I would have been, like, I'd have been, like, as soon as they opened that vent cover, I'd have been, like, oh, we we're blown. I just sweated all over Andy, your there. brow is covered in sweat, and you have <laughs> armpit stains that I've never seen the size of before in my well, life on a yeah. human being. I, also, I mean, I'm also running, like, 108 <laughs> fevers, so it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> But you, well, just the fever alone would trigger the sensor in the room because you had to be a temperature, right? <laughs> I raised the ambient temperature, do I? But there's a moment where like a guard comes back in, yeah, and then Finger Ames knows that he's coming, even, and I they have to pull like him back a, up into the vent. Yeah, I think it's an important person. Like it's like the the CIA director or something is like going yeah. to check out the room. He maybe doesn't pull him all the way up directly into the vent, no, but yeah. like just to the the ceiling, and they just hope they don't look up. And there's a shot yep. maybe from a low angle. There's got to be. Yeah, see, and he, and he kind of is looking around. He's like, hmm. And then he walks out, and they manage to get up and out. And it did, I wonder if he comes back in at the last second. He's like, because he forgot one more thing. And they, he looks up, and they uh-huh. just happen to get the vent back in time. And I think maybe that's when, like, the sweat or something falls, and it hits, like, that guy's shoe or something. Oh, man. Like, that would be tense, right? He's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they do get the list. Does he use a diskette? A three and a half he's inch floppy. It's nineteen ninety or zip disc. He uses a zip disc and it's a nineties film. Yeah, it's probably a zip disc. Uh-huh. Um and it gets gets this massive text file uh-huh. to get on that disc. A dot a dot txt. He's he's using a five and a five and a half inch floppy. Mm-hmm. And he gets five kilobytes worth of data, fills that sucker up. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he makes sure to he flicks that little switch on the top so you can't overwrite it. Well yeah, that's the sure. most important part. Gotta make sure. Yeah. I mean, I've lost a lot of King's Quest cassettes <laughs> to, to not flicking that. You, and you need all this. You need all seven discs. Yeah. Because it asks you at any time during the game to put a new disc in. It's like insert next disc. And then and it's like I didn't. I copied the knock list under this one. I put that I couldn't PowerPoint do it. And I had to do in class on here. I should have locked it. Terrible choices. Um, so he gets out. He pulls the cover up. And I think there's just somebody goes back in the room and it's empty. Yes. So we do. We do see that maybe. 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 Because the security guard keeps coming in and out of that room. They're, yeah, they because they I don't know if they know something's up or if they're just on high alert anyway. But like, I, I'm not sure because it's definitely yeah they, they definitely like go in and out of that room like twice at least. Mm-hmm. Um, oh for sure. But they do get the list and they get out. Yes. And so Ethan calls the the guy who was going to sell the list to and is like, I got it. What's up? Yeah, he needs to sell the disc to somebody. Yeah. Um, so that guy... And who is this guy just some dude with money? he's just some guy. Like, he he's just, just a bad guy. Because he just gets... Doesn't doesn't he just do the exchange and get a bunch of money? He, he gets a briefcase full of money in the yeah, movie. Yeah, I think he might. Because he might do because, that. Because Finger and, and John Renault get paid and they leave. Yeah. Um, I think. 
but like maybe um maybe they leave but then Ving Rhames like he needs Ving Rhames for one more job or something because Ving Rhames comes comes back for when the train stuff happens he's, yeah he's there right they're, well they're yeah they both come back John Renault just comes back on the, the evil guy side. yeah I don't know I, I feel like the the bad guy tells um Ethan who the mole is at uh-huh. that point and it was John Voight and it was John Voight who didn't even who wasn't actually shot it was all staged mm-hmm. to make yeah. it look like that he cause in his death he he gets shot he does a weird face he grabs his chest there's blood on it and he falls off a bridge I think you're right. And, he, thought, and then he just like swims to shore. Because we yeah. do see the flashbacks of how people did not die. Right. Because also his wife comes back. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And they show how he did not, or she did not die too. Mm-hmm. Like it was and a it was the same kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because, you know, Ethan Hawke, I'm going to keep doing it. I think she was like, yeah, she was in like some tunnel, but, like there was a gate between her and like getting on. She couldn't get the gate. Yep, get past the gate, and mm-hmm. that's when she he watches her get stabbed from behind. Yep, when she's at the yeah, it's tragic. It's a weird and cool scene. It is. I gotta say, um, we haven't said it yet. Brian De Palma directed this film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh my gosh, can that guy make a film? Holy cow! I mean, oh boy. I wonder has he done a nothing bunch like of very films? recently? No, Untouchables was his big one, and this movie Carrie, of course, is like yeah. iconic. I like a movie called Phantom of the Paradise that he did in the seventies. That's really cool. If you're looking for a Halloween movie, check that one out. Is it on your? Is it was it on your list? It was on my list. And I mean, he's. If you see this guy's name, you're gonna get an interesting film. Yeah, you gotta know it's. It's. I mean, he's it's a gonna cool, be. He's a cool he guy. knows how to make a make a movie. Yeah, I want to say he did Scarface too. Hmm. Not the sequel. Okay. Scar. Not not Scarface. All, Scarface also, also. Scarface here. Scarface two is the movie that we're gonna make. <laughs> <laughs> even even scarier than the first one is, is the tagline. <laughs> even scarier than the first one. It's that whole thing. Yep. N- never scarred. <laughs> and uh, Ving Rhames plays Tony Montana, and <laughs> I, and watch, Joe Montana plays Joe Montana. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> so he has to do one last mission. Um, does John? Doesn't John Voight reveal himself? Before the train, or does he reveal him on the train? So, he's on the train. For some reason, I think he's on a subway for a, a split a, second. I, I might. I remember there are, a, he's there's on a, a train, train before a train. He's on a train, and the I don't know if it's the lady or if it's his mm-hmm. wife comes in and is like, um, uh, "Ethan's on to us. He's trying to. She's trying to get here, but we got to make sure we get the list before he, he figures it out." And then John Voight rips his face off, and turns out it's Ethan Hunt. And she's like, "Oh, oops! Uh, I, I blew. Hey. I, I spoiled the about, beans about that stuff I just said. You know, you know what? You know what those beans I just spilled? I'm sorry. Could you just not? Can you just pretend those beans didn't get spilled? Spilled? I didn't spill those beans. Isn't he wearing like glasses that have a video camera in them yes. at some point? Yeah, don't those play. I don't know if it's because they use those in their missions. Everyone's yeah, wearing. Yeah, that's sort right. Of... They all have like glasses on that have a camera in them. Yeah. So that, isn't that how he essentially? So clears his name yeah. by bringing John Voight to confess that he, he was the mole or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he reveals himself to the lady, and after he does that, then John Voight comes in and he's like, "Oh, Ethan, you're here." And Ethan's wearing these glasses, and basically John Voight's like, "Joke's on you. Here's my entire master plan." Mm-hmm. Gives him the master plan, and like the whole time he was just like live Facebook streaming this to the CIA guys or to the head of the oh. IMF or whatever. So the real the to the head of the IMF is like, "Oh, it was John Boyd all along. He is still alive. Ethan Hunt's not just crazy and a traitor." 
And then, but there's still a train train scene that yes. happens. So then John Voight, I mean, he like the reason he, he does like that he monologues this whole thing because he knows he's just going to kill Ethan anyway. Sure, um, as a as a villain would do. So he he goes to shoot Ethan, and then the lady jumps in front of the shot. I think the wife, yeah, or the other or the other one. I don't I don't know which one it is. Ethan's lady or John Voight's lady. Whichever one is the one that was in the train. <laughs> I don't remember which one. I think it's probably Ethan's lady. Okay. Because that's... That would make sense. That's her moment of, like, she was good this whole time. Right. Or she's, like, come back. Into the yeah. Either that or she did do something bad, and then she's trying to repay it by doing Right. She's thing. redeeming herself. She's like, don't kill him, and mm-hmm. she takes the bullet. Yeah, I forgot that she... Everyone dies. Really, Pretty much, Except yeah. Bing Rames. <laughs> yeah. Bing Rames and Ethan, Ethan Hunt are the only ones that make it out. So Ethan takes off. He's like, well, now nah, I'm out of here. This is not cool. People getting shot. And they climb up on top of the train. Mm-hmm. And they're having a cool chain sequence. And that's when Jean Renault shows up with the helicopter. For reasons. I wonder if Money. He, I wonder if Ethan runs up there or if John Voight runs away after he kills the lady. And, like, because his whole escape plan was to get on the helicopter yeah. with Jean Renault. And he's chasing away. John Voight. Yeah, and he chases John Voight up there. That makes sense. He, like, chains the helicopter to the train. He does. <laughs> and, and he pulls the helicopter through the the tunnel. Oh yeah, the the tu- it, oh it is the tunnel, isn't it? This is like tunnel. they're in London, like this whole time. I think it is. I think it is. And he the the helicopter like bare the blades of it like barely miss killing like decapitating Ethan Hunt. Yeah, like John Renault's like part of his like I'll get him is mm-hmm. by flying flying thing, straight try into him. and try and chop him up. But Ethan Hunt has more gum. He does. He has one more stick of gum. He blows him up. And he puts it on the the bubble of the helicopter and it, it, there's like a moment where John Renault looks uh-huh. at it and realizes what's about to happen. Is, it, then... like, is it like Tim Allen's? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a home so, just wanted to make sure. And uh yeah, so that so he kill he blows up John Renault and John Voight. Who are in the helicopter? The double John. The the doubles kills kills double John with the a double, double trouble. A pair of double mint gum. They throw Ethan a birthday party and then well, he gets the if new... I'm not mistaken, Andy, the oh. movie ends the same way it begins. Oh, it does. With oh, it does. Ethan Hunt getting another mission. Oh, on the plane. If, if he on the plane, to just like it. with the waitress to the, and the same And even with the same thing. secret code. And he gets the mission, and he's like, with banana shake, sir. And he's like, yes. He's like, give me that banana shake. And it's like, this banana shake will self-destruct in 10 seconds. Well, thank goodness, because no one was going to drink it. <laughs> no one wants a Nobody banana wants shake. Nobody wants this. Who drinks that? That's why the secret code is yes. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. one in their right mind would say no it. No one would want that unless they're accepting a secret mission. <laughs> and then, so we get the, then we get cool end credits to mirror the cool opening credits. The, the, the uh, opening credits is a fuse getting lit, that sweet song being played, mm-hmm. and us just following that fuse and stuff I don't know if they up. do the fuse every time, but I know at least the most, I think the most recent one I saw, they, they do another follow the fuse through a whole thing during playing the Mission Impossible song, and then it gets to, like, it leads into the movie because it blows up a wall. They mm-hmm. were it's just a cool framing device. Like, this whole series is, one, I really like the Mission Impossible movie series. As a whole. The second one has some missteps, but oh, after yes. that, they write, oh, they write yes. the ship after that one. It's, it's like the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. <laughs> John, John Woo had one heck of a time oh, boy. making that movie, and then um, uh, JJ brought it back. Yeah. The third one's good. The fourth, the fourth one was entertaining. The fourth one's the one where they bring in Simon Pegg. Yeah, and he's like climbing uh, that, that Indian glass building yes. in India, which is sweet. And then the fifth one, they go to Dubai. I haven't seen the fifth one. I know he hangs on the plane. 
and that's his thing. Yep, now. that was like the yeah, was like the beginning of the movie is the plane stunt, pretty mm-hmm. pretty rad. And then he does the same plane stunt pretty much in the Mummy, apparently that you refuse to see. I'm never gonna see that film. <laughs> and that's uh, there's probably gonna be like seven more Mission Impossible movies. There's gotta be. What I want, and they were sort of doing this with the latest ones, is a Fast and the Furious style group Mission Impossible films where they're like. Getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, and bigger bringing in more. And and I don't know. The last I want one, them to be big. The last one was trying to. I feel like the last one was trying to set up Jeremy Renner to take over the role that Tom Cruise that plays. That never worked out. Ask Matt Damon and Born Identity. Well, not he couldn't only get yeah, it done. They tried to put Jeremy Renner in there. That was mm-hmm. a terrible Born movie. Bad. Um, but then at the same time, like that was also before like he blew up with a bunch of other movies and I was like, I feel like at this point he's going to be like, no, I don't even want to do Mission Impossible anymore. Yeah, he should just do like weird art films or whatever. Yeah. He's just an Avenger guy now. I don't even know yep. what other movies he makes. Is he a Magic Mike? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Who knows what Jerry Runner's doing? That's good. You know, it could, could be. No, we'll never know. Yeah. There's no way to know. <laughs> There's no way to Google no way Jeremy Renner IMDb. To find out what movies he's been in. <laughs> and what he's doing. I mean, Hurt Locker was, was the thing. Yeah, Hurt Locker was really good. And Ving Rhames comes back in the second one, but not any of the other ones? No, he comes back in, I think, four, at least. He's been one of the recent ones, at least one of the recent I'm ones. I'm happy for that. Yeah, he's like he's a great character. He's wonderful. He's so good in these. He's wearing like a little pork pie hat the whole time, and yeah. he's just being Ving Rhames. He's he's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all I got for this movie. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I can't think of anything mm. else that really happens. I like I said, I'm expecting a lot of face pulls, and I'm expecting at least three classic suspended scene. That's and, gonna happen. And the helicopter bubblegum. And then I've forgotten about that restaurant scene. I'm really a, looking forward to that too. That I like that restaurant scene mm-hmm. a lot. This was one of those movies that came out when I was like 12, and I saw it on VHS, and I just watched the crap out of it. This it was, was like, so good. This was probably like the I watched first, it with my whole family. It this was, was so the, fun. The first blockbuster action movie, I feel like, that really made an impression with me. Like, this is, like, as a kid, yeah. this was the movie I held any other action movie to as a standard. Because this was just like the movie, anytime this was on TV and I was a kid, I was like, I gotta watch it. It's so good. Like, and it kind of had the flood of like the Ocean's Eleven yes, and yeah. a couple other like heisty movies. Um, but man, this one really stands, stands apart and I hope it stands the test of time. Yeah, I'm really excited to revisit this one. I mean, I know I say that for every movie, but it's always true. <laughs> if it wasn't true, I wouldn't say it. I Brad, wonder. I would what, never lie to you. I'll go back and see what movie you didn't say it to, and I'll oh, know I'll which one you didn't want to see. We'll know, yeah, then we'll know the big secret. Join us in part two. Figure out what we got right, what we got wrong. If you're interested in cooking, wrestling, or both, be sure to check out my other podcast, Top Rope Chef, a podcast about food and wrestling, which you can find at topropechef.com or searching for Top Rope Chef in any podcast app. Thanks. Lost enough agents for one night. You mean I've lost enough agents for one night? You seem hell bent on blaming yourself, Ethan. <sighs> Who else is left? Joe. See your point. Why was there another team? What? of IMF agents at the embassy tonight. I don't quite follow you. Let's see if you can follow me around the room. The drunk Russian's on the embankment at 7, 8 o'clock. 
couple waltzing around me at the embassy at 9 and 11. The waiter standing behind Hannah at the top of the stairs. Bow tie, 12 o'clock. The other IMF team. You're worried about me. Why? Well, for a little over two years, we've been spotting serious blowback in IMF operations. We have a penetration. The other day, we decoded a message on the internet from a Czech we know as Max. The arms dealer. That's right. Max, it seems, has two unique gifts. A capacity for anonymity and for corrupting susceptible agents. This time, he'd gotten to someone on the inside. He'd gotten himself in a position to buy our knock list. A operation he referred to as Job 314, the job he thought Galitzin was doing tonight. The list Clinton stole was a decoy. That's correct. The actual list is secure at Langley. Uh, Galitzin was a lightning rod. He was one of ours. This whole operation was a moment. This whole operation was a moment. Yeah. The moles inside and like you said you survived let's go back you down. sound very powerful you sound, you sound like very, a winner you sound very nice <laughs> come back to Kazakhstan that's my impression of a guy doing a bad impression of a Borat impression my name is Borat <laughs> <laughs> And it is a great Borat impression. That's the, that's, that was that was really not bad. Can you do more? Uh, pretend you're at uh, the checkout counter at a grocery store, and you're, and you're asking a what you're asking, you're trying to find out where something is, and you're having trouble explaining it. I'm looking for the eggs, not my wife. Oh boy! I, I can't say that that was worth it. It's weird. I can't say that that was worth it's it. It's weird thinking about how huge. Mm. How culturally Your huge penises. that movie oh, was. Okay. Yeah, well, that too. I mean, <laughs> that's its own thing. You know? We'll have a whole episode to talk it about. It has that. its own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to part two of the Mission Impossible podcast. <sighs> that was slick. Well, remember, we watched Mission Impossible. Now I just want to eat some. No, I'm real. Salad. I'm real hungry, and uh, we got everything right. <laughs> I was surprised because <laughs> right this movie this is movie. crazy. Yeah. I don't know how. I like, we figured it out. I, yeah, I don't I know. I can't how. explain it. So were there totally... there's only like three big set scenes, set pieces in the movie, really. Yeah, the the opening in Berlin is that where they are? Uh, Minsk. <laughs> They're in yeah. some sort of foreign Poland. Or yeah, something? some sort of foreign city, obviously. Mm-hmm. But and then they're in Washington, and yep. ba- and then they're back in England, and then they're on a train. And they're on a train in England. <laughs> Those are the three. That's all the movie is. Yep. It's three big set pieces. Yeah. What a gosh dang good second act. This, oh my gosh. The second act of this movie might be the best second act of any movie ever made. It was incredible. I was thinking about growing up, like, in 1995, we had Goldeneye come out. Oh, yeah. Which is, like, uh, an incredible Bond film. And then the year after, we have this, Mission Impossible drop. And it was, like, th- these those two movies defined action movies for, yeah. me for years. 100%. And, and they, I totally still love both of them. And this movie was... Every bit as good as this I was movie was incredible. 
It was oh better than gosh. I thought it was going to be. It's like no matter how many times you see the whole descend from the vent thing, you're still on the I'm edge of your seat the whole the, time. I, I'm ready to oh go. Oh, my gosh. All, all the pieces are being put into play. Ving Rhames is doing stuff. The girl's like poisoning that guy. We missed that part. Yeah. But he keeps going in and out of the room because he keeps on having to poop and throw up <laughs> because the Claire poisons him. Yep. Really sneakily. Put some Visine in his drink. Mm-hmm. And John Renault up there with a the rat and the, the tension and oh the my zip gosh. disc and the loading bar and the sweat <laughs> yes. and everything is just so tense and awesome. Oh, when he's just like balancing the two inches off the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, and, you know, it, because it's Tom Cruise, it's like him actually performing this feat of athletic ability. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's him just... and those wires doing all those flips. And, and yeah, stuff. he just it's has incredible. like the two wires. He's clearly balancing himself. Like yeah. it, it, that's really happening. And uh, I don't know. It, the whole setup, too, I forgot about that. It has, like, that setup talk where it's like, this is how the plan's going to go down. Yes. And then while they're describing it, stuff is happening. Like, the plan is going down while the yes. stuff's going down. I'm like, yes! Oh, One my gosh. One of these things in a movie, oh, finally. I was so good. <laughs> like These Ocean's Eleven heisty things. Yeah. It's, like, explaining it, it the was. process. <laughs> it's like, I, am, I, I'm, I feel engaged. I know it's happening. They're speaking in a clear way. Mm-hmm. Everything is really simple. This is great. I mean, because this movie could have been a muddled mess. There is so much going on at every moment of this film that... There's a lot of moving pieces. Yeah, there's a lot of places to get it wrong. And they managed to actually lay this movie out so where you can... You're you're surprised by everything, Mm -hmm. but you're able to immediately pick up where your surprise happened and be like, oh, I understand how they did that. I mean... Yeah, I was never lost. Yeah. I think there was three face rips... Was yeah, that, was that three, correct? Three, three, three good, face rips. Three good face rips. I forgot. We for, I don't know if we mentioned the one at the very beginning. I think you we might did. have actually. We, I think, yeah. Yeah, I called that scene out where they're trying to trick that guy. I forgot what they were trying to trick him to do Like when we were talking about it. But <laughs> it was just to give us a name. Tom Cruise as an old man was really funny. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even need makeup now. He could just make that movie and that old man face would be. Wow. Don't let him hear you say that. Burned him. I'm on Tom Cruise control of that burn. Whoa, my gosh. It's Days of Thunder time. <laughs> <laughs> Coming off Top Gun here, Brad. Oh, my gosh. I forgot how good Job was in yeah. that, that scene where they like, use the disc, Job. So where Tom Cruise is trying to prove to her that the disc is bugged. Yes. And then if she uses it, the, the feds are going to come and get her. And she doesn't mm-hmm. believe him. He's like, get, just pack your bags and get ready. Mm-hmm. And they do that. And the feds come, and, like, they're out the door, and Job trusts Tom Cruise from then on, and then they figure out the plan, too. Yeah, uh, like, the tension you get when this, the team shows up, and you see them, like, they're looking at them, watch into the building, like, they know they're coming, and then they kick the door open, and the room's empty, and mm-hmm. then you see that they got out just before, and... I love a character oh that's gosh. playing, like, multiple sides yeah. of, uh, of enemies. <laughs> and, so fun. I mean, we, we mentioned it at length in part one, but the aquarium <laughs> the aquarium restaurant is incredible. Yeah, the whole thing blows up. It's oh so cool. Oh, my gosh. But the, the reveal, too, where Tom Cruise realizes that the people that were around him at the restaurant were also around him during the mission. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's so one of those, like, like you awesome. watch the whole mission go down, and then it replays all those scenes, and they're like, here's the, what you missed in the background. And it's like, oh. Oh, you did, but I was I was looking for some of them. I was like, oh, that's a weird background actor. He's yeah. very like in focus during the, during the frame. <laughs> I wonder why that is, and then it all pays off. Yeah, it was really good. And he's just the second team. Why was the second team there? Why was the second team there? <sighs> They're trying to get that mole. And then I also thought it was funny that pretty much almost everyone that died in the first part like didn't actually die. Yeah. It was like just what? the blonde girl in Amelia West of us. Yeah. Just the two characters and, uh, I really liked. Yeah, and the <laughs> wife, I guess. And I was like, everyone else was like, pretend died. 
Not right. the wife, but the other girl who wasn't. Yeah. Who was into Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Who was somebody's wife. Or not? I don't know. One was a wife of somebody. <laughs> there are three women in the, and they're all dead except for Claire. <laughs> who, who did, she did do the betray thing where she was working for the good side and then at the end was going to tra- trade on him. Yeah. Which was a bummer. Triple cross. Triple, triple, double dipped it. Double it, deke. It, yeah. And she died just to get rid of the plot hole. Of, like, just <laughs> yeah. not had to resolve like, oh, what happens now with her? Does she go to jail? It's like, no, she's just dead. She gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy it. This is a movie that's fun to watch again after you've seen it once before, just to catch the things you missed the first time and things like knowing that Jean Reno is going to betray Tom mm-hmm. Cruise. Like when he you can come, see his acting choice, when he pulls up in the doing? vent and he's like, mm-hmm. the, he was clearly just about to like stab Tom Cruise in the throat and take that disc and like just drop the knife and was like, oops, that was an accident. Uh, we're still on the same side for sure. Like, it just plays it off, and, yeah. and you're like, oh, well, it, must, it just fell out of his hand, and he had it out for some reason. So that's how they know that oh. the, the disc had been, like, stolen. The nut, so John Reynolds about to stab Tom Cruise, and a knife slips, and in a slow motion just flips down, and the, the whole room turn red, <laughs> turns red right when security's about to clear, and the room turns red and goes to white again the second the blade hits the ground, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's yeah. so tense! <laughs> so many tense things happening! And the one guy that was barfing his guts out <laughs> comes yeah. back in and he's like, did I leave this knife in the desk? <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, help. Help. Um, but I, 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 I'm pretty sure that watching this the first time around, I also didn't catch that. The knife that John Renaud drops is the same type of knife used to stab what's-her-face oh, in the beginning. Uh, oh, yeah, not, not Claire. Um, the, the brunette. Yes. There's a, there's a blonde, there's a brunette, and then there's Claire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're terrible people for not knowing who they are, I feel like. Yeah. But, I mean. Oh, man. And then Ving Rhames just being Ving Rhames is great all yeah, the time. Yeah, he's really good. I'm he's glad so he didn't funny. die. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he's in I'm, the other I'm ones. glad that he comes back in, like, every single one. Heck he yeah. is so good. His it, character is so funny. Fast and the Furious, we talked about it. Yeah. Fast and the Furious, this movie. Get all the actors back. <laughs> yeah. Get John, John Voight still kicking around. You can get him back. Yeah. You know, you could totally. I mean, they're still kicking him out. They just only Tom Cruise. Although, I mean, they've added like Simon Pegg is really good in the most recent couple, and, and the Jeremy Renner Jeremy was Renner. in the most recent one. And there's a girl. Oh, they changed the girl up. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They it, swap them out. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever the girls are interchangeable. Uh, Danny Newton in the second one. Some girl from Grey's Anatomy in the third one. Mm. And I don't remember the other two. Yeah. Um, no, but get all the ladies back. I'm fine with that. There's a lot of director signature shots. Let's get real nerdy about the filmmaking. Ooh, give it to me. A split diopter, where something in the foreground and the background are in focus at the exact same time. You'll notice that it happens quite a few times, at least seven, I think I counted. Um, one of the ones is when John Renault and Tom Cruise are just in the electrical facility, and John Renault pulls the knife on Tom Cruise. And they're both in focus, and you can see that little fuzzy line between the two of them. Mm-hmm. That's because it's done with a split diopter. You can have something in the foreground and the background in focus, but you will have a little fuzzy in-between line. And they usually try to hide that between things, but sometimes you can see it. And that's I don't know just... if I noticed, ever noticed that. I they, have to they go back it, and look. They use at least eight times in this Holy movie. Holy cow. I'll have to, yeah, I need to go back and watch it now because that's something. There's the really sweet split-screen yeah. scene where Amelia Lestevez is going up the elevator when yes. the guy hits the button. Yep. And that's like a nice split-screen thing that they do. Mm-hmm. That is a really cool shot. The lighting noticeably changes like when he steps in from like one, from out of the elevator into the elevator. You can see like somewhat of a difference, but really just neat classic filmmaking techniques that are done. 
Yeah, I, I mean, fun. all the shots in this are... Uh, Beautiful movie. Oh, yeah, my God. it is. It's it's really well shot, and I, I feel like a lot of action films end up getting, not necessarily phoned in, but there's, like, just a standard, this is how you shoot yeah. this type of scene. And... But you I, get someone that's Cruise creative like, about it. When Tom Cruise is like going around the city in the beginning, like you feel the alleyways and you can feel like the kind of scope and size and yeah. where everyone sort of is. Like you see the parking lot, you see the bridge, you see them getting out of the building. You have a good relationship, like a spatial re- relationship exactly. with the film. They give you a good sense of the space. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a, like a couple. Even, even inside the, uh, the, the, the Pentagon or whatever. Yeah. I, I really liked in in the first part where he's like at the embassy and then leaving the embassy, like running away. They do a good job. Uh, there's like I think two or three times where one of the team members is like, "This is happening," and it'll like you'll see from another team member's perspective. They'll look in that direction mm-hmm. and it'll do like like a like a big rack to get that shot in focus, so you understand where they are in relation to each other. And kind of also give you the idea that, like, I'm too far away, I can't help. And it makes you feel... You're immersed. As helpless as Tom Cruise is. You're immersed, you're helpless, killed, you're in the scene with them. It was really cool. And it's it's something you don't necessarily see so much, and you appreciate it when it is there. Seeing someone be this creative with a, a big action yeah. film like this. making their shot selections mean something. Using <laughs> the visuals to tell the story. Yeah, it, it was very entertaining. And like I said, coming between this and Goldeneye back-to-back in, like, two years, and mm-hmm. it was just... No competition with so many other films for a long time. Oh my gosh, are we on a streak after watching like Speed and Robocop oh and like Top Gun? All oh, the best action we are movies. On, we are watching the best action movies <laughs> ever made on this podcast. It just happened to work out that way. I'm waiting for us to get to where we're just like holding it up to all these other action films and we're like, this is just bad. <laughs> I don't know what that movie's going to be, but it's going to be something. Oh yeah, I'm sure we'll get there. Man, but 90s action movies a little underrated i think the 80s you know got a, a lot of the spotlight but yeah maybe 80s come, you had the big people are sleeping stars. on the 90s action movies yeah but 90s i feel like just had the real good thriller action yeah and uh i appreciate it <laughs> i don't i got nothing else to say it's great it's a great movie it's, see it it's so good rewatch it absolutely for sure a, a bunch of times thanks for rating liking and subscribing to our podcast on itunes the movie in our next episode has the tagline roads Where we're going, we don't need roads. That is correct. Back to the Future Part 2, another live episode. You can find us talking about the first Back to the Future movie on our Patreon. Sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash what we remember. Thanks. Do you remember the future?
I didn't invent the time machine to win at gambling. I can't lose. I invented the time machine to travel through time. Hey, Doc, I'm all for that. What's wrong with making a few bucks on the side? Now, the time continuum has been disrupted, creating an alternate 1985. There have been a few changes. It's like we're in hell or something. No, it's Hill Valley, although I can't imagine hell being much worse. But they'll all be back. Eat wet slackers! Biff? Hello? Well, it can't be you. You're so big. Michael J. Fox. Christopher Lloyd. Michael J. Fox. More like a couple of teenagers, you know? And Michael J. Fox. Mom, is that you? Steven Spielberg presents a Robert Zemeckis film, Back to the Future. Gotta get back in time. Part 2. Coming November 22nd to theaters everywhere.